It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Adam Force. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. I have an exciting guest today. Uh, We're going to learn how to start a business because he is the master of starting businesses. His name is Dale Partridge. Um, He has started and launched over half a dozen multi-million dollar companies, everything from a rock climbing gym, conference companies, branding agency, a multi-million dollar e-commerce business. You may have heard of it. It's called Sevenly. Dale has also been an advisor for amazing companies like Facebook, Panasonic, Ritz-Carlton, Adobe, Chick-fil-A, uh, and the list goes on. So what we're trying to get, what I'm trying to get at here is that his experience is incredible. And so the question is, how did he start all these companies and, and become so successful? He obviously figured out something that worked more than once, right? It wasn't a one-hit wonder. He did it several times over. Um, so his skill sets have proven that he knows how to start businesses and he knows how to get them off the ground to actually make money. Um, Dale also is a, uh, a national best-selling author. He has two really great books. And this is where I actually um, became aware of Dale, is his first book, which is People Over Profit, Break the System, Live with Purpose, Be More Successful. It's a great book, offers a ton of powerful perspective, and you know I love the idea of breaking the system and putting people before profit. Uh, His latest book, um, which is very recent, as of May 2017, it'll be available, um, is called Launch Your Dream, a 30-day plan for turning your passion into your profession. Um, And now he is the founder of StartupCamp.com. So if you go to StartupCamp.com, you'll see what he's doing there. He's saying, listen, I'm going to share what I do and how it works, and you can learn exactly his processes. So really cool stuff. He is now a startup coach and teacher, um, so you can check that out, but we're going to dive into uh, his experience right now and see what he has to say. Guys, don't stop. Uh, don't forget to uh, stop by the App Store. We uh, love it when you share feedback, give us a review. It really offers an incredible amount of support for the magazine as well as this radio show um, on iTunes. So show a little love. Um, let us know what you think. And uh, don't forget to stop by our website. And one last announcement, guys, is starting in July, at least this is what we're aiming for, we do plan on rolling out a new structure for the magazine. Um, So, you know, stop by our website, sign up for our our email list. We're going to start giving some updates about that and getting some feedback from you. Um, But you can look at that July edition as the the relaunch of Change Creator Magazine. Uh, So we're excited about that. Hopefully we can stick to our timeline and it's going to give you a lot of new benefits. Um, All right, well, let's jump into this. I've been talking enough as it is. Um, Let's see what Dale has to say. Dale, what's up, man? Thanks for joining the show. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat. Hey, stoked to talk to you, Adam. Awesome, awesome. Well, I got to tell you, man, I really uh, love what you're doing, and um, it really aligns to our mission, so we appreciate you uh, taking the time here. And I'm just curious, you know, I want to get your perspective uh, first and foremost on just how you now today define success. Yeah, you know, um, 
it's a really popular question. I think that uh, you know we love to go to these kind of cultural examples of success. Like what 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 does this guy define it? How does this guy define it? And you know how does this person define it? How does this this uh, country define it? Um, for me, I, I really try to create a, a whole look at success in terms of a holistic view, meaning that if you're incredibly successful in business, but you're not incredibly successful at home, then you're not successful in my eyes. Yeah. And so, the way that I look at success is I look at people and I go, I go, so cool, you're, you might be influential, uh, great, you might have uh, a lot of money, um, but I want to find out, are you really, how are your relationships? How are, uh, how well are you stewarding your finances? How healthy are you? Um, what, what do your children think about you? How, how, how's the relationship with your spouse? Those are kind of the things that really, uh, are the metrics or the, you know, the report card of success in the way that I view people. And, um, I think, I think a lot of the times, um, People want to just kind of look at those main metrics that we use in culture, like just money and influence, money and influence yeah. or power, right? And it's really twisted because there's some very dangerous people out there that, um, you know, for example, like, you know, Steve Jobs, incredibly uh, successful in business. But, I mean, he's one of the worst people on the planet in terms of all the relationships that he's had. And, and yeah. sure, he did a lot of great stuff, but I would never trade my life for that life. And... Um, and sure, he did great things, and he invented great computers. Jeez, I'm speaking on one of his computers right now, you know? <laughs> yeah, me but, too. But, but the idea is that, that you know, um, we really have to believe that, that people are more important. And, um, you know, and you can really see that in people. Uh, the way they run their business, the way they run their life, what's the priority? Is the priority money? Is the priority influence? Or is the priority people? And um, for me, I've always just defined someone's success based off of the amount of people uh, that they've been able to love and they've been able yeah. to have respect them. I think that makes sense. So and, you know, I, 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 I love the idea. It's, very, it's a holistic approach, and I think it's just like anything. You know, if you're going to be successful at your job, you should be successful at your, your relationships and your family, and it kind of should go across everything that you touch and everything that you do. So I just love that perspective. And what do you think is, it actually is, I guess, driving the behavior um, where people are putting money first? You know, it's typically bro. This, right? So it's something that it, they're trying to earn back whatever they're, they're trying to fill a void in their life. And, and so for a lot of people, they're trying to um, earn approval. You know, they, they want just people to, to, to say that they're good and, and uh, they have some sort of brokenness in their, in their past that need to be healed. And, and they're searching for it in a variety of different ways. And some of that comes in just making a lot of money and just showing the world that, hey, we got, I got things, you know, yeah. and hey, you know, I got, I got influence and people listen to me. And if people listen to me, that means that I'm important. And, um, you know, and for those people that really have, will, would be willing to sacrifice all of that uh, for a really great marriage or a really great um, relationship with their family or just to be healthy. And, and yeah. again, it's okay to want those things. It's okay to want influence, to want power, to want um, you know, wealth. Those are good things if they're just just ordered correctly. And, you know, I believe that healed people heal people and broken people or, or hurt people hurt people. And um, so, I think that when you're hurt and, and uh, you know, those priorities, people see it in the way you lead your business and the way that you talk. Yeah. And, 
you know, the more mature I get as a man and the older I get in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm a father and I'm a husband and um, I, I just can, I can sense people's brokenness pretty quickly. Hmm. And um, just by the way they talk and the way they lead and, and the way they view things. And, and, um, and so, I, I, I just, I oftentimes just look for priorities and I ask them trick questions. And that's happening by a lot of things. A lot of older people are good at that. And so, um, you can't hide as, as well from those people. And I think the millennials are getting a pretty good BS meter on the internet <laughs> yeah. to realize what people are, are really trying to put off. And, uh, you know, genuineness and authenticity are not as always authentic as you hoped. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a rough space to be in. And, um, you know, but I think just someone that's really constantly focused on trying to grow and to improve and to mature themselves will find themselves not with this problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that all makes sense. And do you think that, um, I, I guess I'm curious, uh, I just want to dig a little deeper now. You, you, you have started eight companies. Is that, is that right? Yeah, seven to nine, maybe 10. I don't know, somewhere <laughs> in there. Yeah. Um, and when did you start applying this type of thinking to your business approach? It probably wasn't until after um, uh, my e-commerce company, Sevenly, that I was involved with. Um, you know, I, 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 for a long time, I did things my way. I was a knower instead of a learner, mm -hmm. and um, I had just a sense of pride that came with me, and um, I hurt a lot of people. And um, I think that was something that uh, really, you know, made me change. You know, one of my favorite quotes is Henry Cloud. He, he says, we change when the pain of staying the same is actually greater than the pain of changing. Exactly, yeah. And um, so I spent a lot of time just not having enough pain to change and, uh, you know, enough broken relationships and, and hurt people and um, realizing that, that, that the way I was acting wasn't also a, um, a reflection of my faith. Uh, a lot of people know that I'm a Christian guy and, yeah. and I don't think I was doing Jesus a good justice in terms of the way that I was treating people. And um, so, yeah, it was probably the last maybe <clears throat> four or five years uh, um, that I've really, really tried to start implementing this. And it's, it's a journey, meaning that I feel like we often know where we're broken and um, far before we actually fix it. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I was aware of it. Um, and it didn't really start changing into behavior probably until the last probably even three years. And, um, and now it's just trying to sustain it. And, um, you know, the, the, we, we have to remember that, that integrity, um, maturity, uh, putting people first, it's, it comes at a cost. Uh, it's not free, um, it's not fast. It's not easy. Um, it's always the harder way. It's always the slower way. It's always the more patient way. And um, you know, it, it's it's kind of in conflict with everything that we want to do in our flesh. We want to just be quick, fast, and and brilliant. And and um, so so spending a lot of time just kind of trusting that that this slow way, the old way, the true way, is actually the best way. Yeah. It, is um is is definitely a, a way of thinking that I'm still growing into. Well, I love that, and I I always have been a real advocate of um you know social entrepreneurship and just how you approach business. Like, what are your intentions? Why are you doing this? Um, and I think that when the way you approach it really um, plays into the results that come out of it. So you know you can have you can have a great business that does all kinds of 
good for you but harm for others, or you can have a business that thinks of the from cradle to, to end and does great things for everybody. And so it, it's these, those intentions, and it sounds like that's what you're really talking about is how you think about things and how you intend like what your intention is. Yeah, I mean, we're we're just trying to figure out how to, um, you know, don't make an income without making an impact. I mean, that's just right. kind of the bottom line. Yeah. And and how, how do you how do you really do that as a, as an entrepreneur? And and sure, you know what? You're, there's no perfect business. There's always going to be a vendor that does some weird practice that you don't agree with. There's always going to be um, something. the The idea is the heart, right? Is are you really trying to to just make good decisions? And and you know, we're, there's this search for perfect is is a damaging thing. It's the the reality is yeah. it's like let's just look for the heart behind it. And and we are men and women of integrity trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And um, and when I say right, that's a that's a really important word, right there. Right has uh, in philosophy it has a word. Uh, it, it ha- it's also to do with the word ought, like ought to, and um, it has a an implied divinity to it meaning that something is right or wrong. And so, I, I challenge people all the time, social entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, leaders, to really define where that right and wrong is stemming from. And is it because of the government, like your government of your country says what's right and wrong, like in terms of legal and illegal? Is it uh, your childhood that's defining your, your moral values from what your parents had that says that's good and wrong? And, and evil or right and wrong, or is it your faith that says that's uh, what's right and what's wrong? Or is it your feelings that just says, whatever I feel today is what's right, and yeah. if it makes me angry, it makes me feel wrong? And this is a concept called moral relativism. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the idea that that leaders and business owners, we need to be able to make decisions for our businesses from immovable truths, meaning that things that don't change. And so, I look for leaders that that aren't going to say, well, it was right last year, but now it's wrong this year, you know? Um, and that happens. I mean, remember that it was right for the Nazis to kill Jews in concentration camp. Like, that was right in their culture. And um, it was never right, you know, uh, to at least, you know, for those of us that, that, that believe in God, like there was no, there was never right. But trying to figure out what those, those places are for you as a leader, because I think without defining that, it really makes us an entrepreneur that's kind of wavering in the ocean. And we just kind of go wherever we feel comfortable. And um, I think it's just a big part of, of becoming the leader you want to be. Yeah. So, application of values and, and what do you think? And I want to dive into some other stuff real quick, but my last point on this is the application of empathy towards what you're doing. So, do you think empathy plays a big role in how you act towards your business? Yeah. I mean, how do you view humans? I right. mean, exactly. are, is there any, do they have any intrinsic or eternal value? Um, again, like you have to really come back to that. Like, are they just something that's just going to die? Um, is there any sort of like reason why I should treat them any better? Is it just common courtesy? I mean, where are you coming from right. in the application of those values? And um, again, I think that you can't make very many real decisions until you've defined those deeper things. And I feel like when I when I meet these incredible leaders like uh, you know John Maxwell or you know Dave Ramsey and and um, some of these guys that I've just I've got a chance to know and learn or um, Michael Hyatt and they just make really sound decisions based off of some very you know foundational beliefs. Right. And I, I really love that because. Um, 
their their confidence uh, is is unwavering. It's unchanging. Um, so yeah, it's a great question, and I, I think something that every leader should be pondering. Great, great. So I want to dive into a little bit of your your business practice and processes. Um, you know, something that I've heard a lot from our audience is they really want to learn. You know how to approach distribution, how to define audiences and things like that. And I, I think you, in one of your interviews, I heard you say that, you know, you applied a similar process to all of the businesses that you started. And so I'm curious um, to start is really like, what are some of the key contributors in that process that have led you to be successful consistently? Well, people really love irony. Okay. So, um, you know, I was actually just talking to a guy yesterday. He has an Instagram account called True Exodus. And uh, this guy is, he is a, a fundamental tactical shooting specialist. I Meaning he teaches people how to use a handgun really well. And like police officers and SWAT teams and like, you know, but what makes it so ironic is that he's a pastor of a church. <laughs> okay. And, and, and he's got hundreds of thousands of followers, right? So he'll be talking about like the brand new Glock 9mm and the, the technicalities of it all and showing this this team of, of, of uh, you know, police officers how to do tactical shooting in certain situations. And then the next post, he's preaching the gospel, right? So like, it's totally weird, right? And, and the irony in it is what makes it so sexy in terms of like, we look, irony is like Beauty and the Beast, like Cinderella, Snow White, like every story, it's irony, right? And so, we as humans love something that's different, right? Or we're built psychologically to notice only what's different. Yeah. And um, so, for me, like, I'm a business guy. Like, I'm the, the kind of classic entrepreneur, business author. Uh, I'm here to, to build a business. I've, I've made good money. And uh, they follow me for my business advice and, and for my strategy and for my leadership and, and for my innovation. But then I, I spend a lot of my time, if you guys follow me now or not, but I, I spend a lot of my time talking about marriage and talking about, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about uh, parenting and talking about um, healthy family. And it makes no sense. Like, it's so weird. Um, my blog has nothing to do with any of that stuff. But I have these posts that go out every day that get shared to millions of people. They're like my most viral content out there uh, is my stuff on Instagram. You do that. Yeah, and it, I mean, just just last week on on uh, I shared something on Instagram that went to Facebook, and it had six hundred and seventy five thousand likes on it. Really? Be, yeah, be, because it's it's something that wasn't incredible. It was just something that had nothing to do with business, but it had to do with with um, my views on family. And the interesting thing about that is that what it's done, and unintentionally, I did not craft this, but people have trusted me because they know how much I love my wife and my children okay. and how much I want to have an ordered home, that it broke down the barriers of risk and, and, um, and it increased trust so that they want to purchase other things from me. So, so someone signs up for my startup camp, uh, com course on how to start a business, um, or buys one of my books because they trust me on my personal side. And, uh, it's a very interesting uh, dichotomy that we've put together unintentionally, but I, I'm really learning from that is that it, it's the irony that people are attracted to, and it's also a great way to build trust um, in a very healthy way. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, so I'm going to just dive into the next thing I'm curious about, just to to uh, as a segue. And when we when you start applying uh, your practices to these businesses. 
there's a point where, great, you built the brand, you're up, you're running, you're out there, but nobody knows who you are. How do you start getting momentum? How do you approach the distribution process and start finding the sweet spots that work for you? A lot of people think that the beginning is the Super Bowl, but it's actually the first game in the season. Yeah. Okay, so so it's it's a um, it's the roughest place as an entrepreneur, right? It's day one. You know, no one's super stoked about. Hey, I got eight Facebook fans. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and and remember, you know, what I do is I remember this: when you write a blog and an article or your first podcast, um, and and fourteen people listen to it, um, remember that that when you do have your audience built, uh, you know, two years later, um, that those people are going to go back and listen to that first podcast. So it might be 14 people today, but it's eventually going to be, you know, a hundred thousand people. And I'll give you a great example. I, um, I started my podcast two years ago today. And the first time we did it, we had, and I had a decent sized platform at the time, but I had like 1100 people listen to the first episode. And that might sound like a lot of people. Right. And I thought, it's not bad, and 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 but 1,100 people, and I was like, awesome, cool, we're 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 off to a, a decent start, and I remember like uh, being a little bit bummed because I see all these shows that were massive, and and um, you know, but now that first show has almost 300,000 listens to it, and mm-hmm. so when you when you realize that like the work you're doing now. <laughs> Don't skimp on it. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, just, just because it, 14 people are, are, are watching it or listening to it now, because one day later it might be 14,000. And um, so every element's got to be just as if you're having a million people listen. The second thing is, is consistency uh, beats frequency every day. Um, meaning that I don't care if you do a bunch of stuff. It just needs to be consistent. Every week we roll out a podcast, and I'll tell you, there's nothing easy about predictable. Yep. Nothing. Okay? There's nothing easy about consistency. It is constant, ruthless, fanatical detail of getting every single thing done every single week. Yeah. And putting out a post on Instagram almost every single day is not easy. And and But when people want is they want predictable. They want consistency. And if you can earn that view from them over a long period of time, you'll start to see momentum. And, um, you know, it takes five years to build an overnight success. So, uh, (laughs) spend that time building that platform in consistency. Just say, you know what, I'm going to start this and I'm going to vow to do this for 700 days in a row. And that's really the A game to, to, to build in platform. I love it. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, if you have time for one last thing, I wanted to talk about the startup camp, uh, but let me know. You, you good? Sure. Okay. I'm so good. The, I got to tell you, man, the, the site is great. It really is. It's, it's obviously well thought out and well designed, and I, I do urge people to go to the site. Um, and I love the... Uh, the way you set up your, your dashboard and things like that. So I guess just if you want, I'd like to just share a little bit from your perspective on, you know, what people should expect going to startup camp and, and you know, why that's a passion for you and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, startupcamp.com is just a really, it's a place that, that it's an outlet for me to, to teach everything that I know on starting uh, successful businesses while having a healthy personal life or family life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we have everything from the articles, the podcast, and, and, um, and some videos. And then we also have our course, which is kind of the core of our business. And, um, you know, I recorded the course about, about almost two years ago, and we're actually re-recording the course next week. And 
So every two years, we re-record to kind of do an updated edition, if you will, yeah, and yeah. Uh, just kind of an improved version of the content. And we have about, uh, we've had about 3,000 students go through the course. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's $99 a month or $949 for the 12 months uh, course. And I, I would say, you know, it, it might sound like a lot of money to certain people, but when you contrast it with business school or uh, what it costs to... Uh, so it's you know the average cost of business school is about sixty five thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. The the average cost of starting your own business is about twelve thousand yeah. um, dollars. And you know so we're saying let's just invest a thousand bucks into learning exactly how to do this right with the community of people that are doing it together uh, before you do that. And um, so the big thing the big the business that I'm in and the business that maybe a lot of your listeners are in, if you're a coach or if you're a leader, or if you're trying to teach anybody anything, is you're telling people shortcuts and blind spots. That's what you do for a living. And uh, that's what we do at Startup Camp is that we're providing people shortcuts uh, and blind spots. And so I go, hey, if you spend an hour with me, I think it'll save you a year of mistakes. And I've seen that happen year after year after year. And now it might sound like a prideful comment, but, but when you spend some, like if someone's going to come to me and say, hey, here's my business idea, and uh, can you critique it? I could probably critique something that will literally save them a year's worth of investigating and time and, and this introduction and that idea and move that over here and change this this way. And if you shift the conversation here and your marketing strategy should look like this, not like this, it would take them a year of reading books and searching through articles and right. blogs to figure that out. And that's why you pay money for uh, information. It's a shortcut. And so you're buying time. And, and that's what my whole business is built on, is that I'm trying to say, hey, take my experience, um, buy it from me. Yeah. And it's a very affordable price. And that's what we're doing here on this podcast. I'm giving you some shortcuts. I'm showing you blind spots. Blind spots are, are things that you don't realize. Like, oh, crap, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, we see this happen all the time with people with trademarks. You know, they, they start their business five years in, they don't trademark their business name. Someone else trademarks it and kills their own company, right? Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a it's a great spot for doing that. We have a podcast that does about a hundred thousand downloads a month, um, and uh, you know we we really enjoy uh, producing that content and um, spending a lot of time speaking about leadership. Have a new book coming out next May called Launch Your Dream, and uh, excited about Yannick? that. It's not it's not with Yannick. It's a uh, it's just a a really cool uh, independent book that I'm gotcha. I'm doing uh, under HarperCollins, and uh, it's a thirty day plan for turning your passion into a profession. Cool. It's kind of a devotional setup that you yeah. can just crush through 30 days nice. to start your own dream. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now with Startup Camp, do people, you have these great modules here, go through all this stuff, um, expedite their process. Is there any hands-on experience or groups or interaction uh, with people or is it the, the modules and lessons, which obviously they can do at their own leisure? Yeah, 90% of that is is on your own. We do have an event, what we call the Startup Camp Summit, that happens every year uh, here in Bend, Oregon, and where we get together with people and get a chance to spend and and kind of talk about that. That's something that's available, and we usually charge between $500 and $700 a ticket to go to that. Um, We're also working on what I call Startup Camp Go, and it's a a kind of an in-person. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about buying a cabin and kind of just turning it into a place uh, to have kind of those in-person conversations to have a, I guess, a physical uh, expression of the Startup Camp curriculum. Sure. So those are definitely on my mind. Very cool. Very cool. 
Dale, um, great. I think we'll we'll wrap up on that note. And if there's any final words you want to say, this is the time. Guys, definitely go check out startupcamp.com. Um, Dale, anything else? Otherwise, I think we're good. Yeah, you know, I just always like to leave people with one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's never get too busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Love it. Perfect. Thank you so much for your valuable time. Uh, this is a great chat. Um, if you ever need anything from me, you know where to reach me. Thanks, Adam. Take care. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. Podcast.